The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business on News Talk. So the Grammys are taking place tomorrow night. It's uh, going to be obviously the biggest night in music in 2024. It's also going to be a fairly significant night for the Grammys in terms of righting some wrongs in terms of uh, gender representation, but also some performers who you would have thought would never perform and some performances that are breaking them all. To explain all of that to us, we're joined by Justin Curto, who uh, covers music, TV and celebrity news for Vulture. Good morning, Justin. Good morning. Thank you. So a significant uh, Grammys, let's let's start with the big one. Is it more significant for who is performing or who's nominated? That That's a really hard question. I think as more and more performers trickle in, that, that feels really significant. Like they announced that Brandy is going to be performing with Burna Boy and 21 Savage. And that's going to be the first ever Afrobeats performance at the Grammys. And that's also going to be Brandy's first time there since the 90s. So we have stuff like that. Joni Mitchell performing there for the first time ever. Tracy Chapman performing with Luke Combs for the first time after he covered her song. So that's really exciting. But then there's also, I mean, SZA, Taylor Swift, a lot of the biggest names in music nominated. So it's really hard to decide. (laughs) I don't mean to be uh, disparaging to her in any way, but Brandy, that's a name I haven't heard in three decades. (laughs) I, I, it seems like it'll be fun though to, the Grammys love to have these moments of bringing together people from, you know, past generations to who's making music right now. Explain the Joni Mitchell thing, because I would have thought, given the span of her career, I mean, I think her first Grammy nominations must have been in the early 60s. She's never Hmm. performed before. Yeah, I I don't know what's up with that either. But um, she's nominated this year. She has the live album from her comeback at the Newport Folk Festival, and that's nominated for Best Folk Album. So I think they figured... Now's as good a time as any, and everybody loves Joni Mitchell. <laughs> Although I imagine it must be a fair challenge for Joni Mitchell to perform Joni Mitchell's songs live at her age, because for somebody in their 20s, her songs were extraordinarily challenging. She's now, what, 80, 81? Yeah, and, and she's been doing these these Joni Jam performances with people. Like, I know Brandy Carlisle has been one of the no- notable names who's been performing with her a lot recently. So I, I'd expect her to have some other... Um, musicians on stage there with her too. And of course there's a big news from within Irish context, the first non-live performance is being done by U2. Yes, they're going to be performing from the Sphere in Las Vegas and I think a lot of people are very curious as to what that's going to look like because we've seen videos and photos from the Sphere but who knows how they're going to be able to translate that to TV, but I think that's going to be exciting too. Well, it's kind of an odd one though, isn't it? Because the thing that makes the sphere is being in the sphere. Yeah, so how do you translate that into a small screen? I mean, even if you go, oh, well, that's clearly a very impressive venue. I wish I was in it. It's nowhere near the same thing. No, yeah, that that's why I'm kind of looking out for, are they going to be able to actually pull it off with that? So then when we look to the nominees the gender balance better than it has been in previous years yeah yeah i mean we have in album of the year in record of the year seven of the eight artists are women or or in the case of boy genius are a band made up of women um which is very exciting one given the history of the grammys after some criticism over the past few years but also because these are the biggest names in music over the past year or so. Like I was mentioning people like Taylor Swift and SZA who had just like really dominant years. And then bands like Boy Genius who had a breakout year or um, 
rising artists like Victoria Monet, who's nominated in Record of the Year and who this could be like a really big boost for her career. So, yeah. And you mentioned Taylor Swift. She has a chance to, to uh, break records if she wins, doesn't she? Yes. So she is currently tied for the musician with the most album of the year wins. She has three. And she's tied with Frank Sinatra, Paul Simon, and Stevie Wonder. And if she wins album of the year again, this time for Midnight's, she would break out of that tie and be the musician with the most album of the year wins. It'll drive Donald Trump crazy. <laughs> yeah. So explain for people who may not be that aware of it, the system by which Grammys are chosen. Is this like the Oscars where it's an adjudicating panel of your peers? Yes, yes. This is these musicians' peers. And this is everybody from singers and performers who you know to um, session musicians who have been making music their whole career, but kind of working in the background. So they have thousands of voters who vote in the Grammys and they all vote in different genre categories, but it's it's still respected as something that's it's coming to you from your peers and from other musicians. Does that mean that there is a tendency for it to be, when the, and there's no way to put this nicely, kind of worthy that they go for important artists rather than ones who sell and are popular? It It's always a mix. There's There's always the question of whether they're going to go for the person who was the biggest artist of the year or whether they're going to try to exercise their taste and say, this is who we think maybe should have been the biggest artist of the year. We're going to use our voice to do that. And does that mean that there may be a backlash against the the Barbie trend that is everywhere? Because I believe just like the Oscars, Barbie is doing well across the Grammy nominations. <laughs> well, it's a different question for the Grammys because one of the artists nominated is Billie Eilish for her song, What Was I Made For? that was in the Barbie movie. And Billie has been one of the Grammys' favorite musicians. They have already given her record of the year two years in a row. Um, back in, I think, 2020 and 2021. So Barbie might have a bit more on its side when it comes to the Grammys. The other thing that I was surprised by was the sheer range of categories there are. And because of the range of categories, the weird list of winners we've ended up over the years, Meryl Streep has won seven Grammys. Michelle Obama and Bernie Sanders have won Grammys. William Shatner has won a Grammy. Yeah, it's the Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences. So that's not just music. That's, um, I think a lot of them won for audiobooks, but they've even been expanding in recent years to spoken word poetry and things like that. So they're really trying to cover the breadth of what audio recording is right now. Have you heard any of William Shatner's spoken word poetry? <laughs> I have not. I can't attest to Oh, you haven't you haven't lived. Set aside some time this afternoon. Just even if you start simple, start with his version of Rocket Man. If you haven't heard William Shatner's spoken word version of Rocket Man, trust me, it'll make your entire evening, Justin. I'll have to check it out. So give me across then the categories, particularly the big and important ones where the smart money is going. If I'm if I'm going to call you in 36 hours and say, right, did you win or did you not? Who are you betting on? Um, album of the year, I think the, the question of Taylor Swift breaking the record is big, but I think it's hard not to go with SZA just because she has the most nominations this year. She has nine nominations um, for her album SOS. So she's the biggest name coming into it. And I think it'll be hard for them not to go with her in album of the year just because of how that album has stuck around um in record of the year and song of the year i'm looking at taylor swift for anti-hero because 
while she's won three album of the year trophies, she's never won record of the year or song of the year, which both recognize um, songs. So I think Antihero might be the Grammy's time to give it to her because that was actually her biggest single ever in the U.S. Um, Best New Artist, I I mentioned Victoria Monet earlier. I think she's going to have a big night just because she's coming in with seven nominations. And that was really surprising to, I think, even her. Um, so I think that makes her the favorite and best new artist and for some other categories. And I see as well that I think there's a chance that we may have another record in terms of oldest winner if Willie Nelson comes through. Willie Nelson's up for, I think, Best Bluegrass and he's 90. Have we had anybody older than 90 in the history of the Grammys? I do not know, but I what I do know is that the Grammys love Willie Nelson. I know the country field... Everybody loves Willie Nelson, Justin, let's be clear. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. And he just got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as well. So it's been a big year for him. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him earn another award. To what extent does the winning of Grammys matter? Because you know the way if you win an Oscar, for the actor it means they'll get better scripts, they're more bankable for the director. Likewise, for the producer, it means they get access to more theatres, they can make more revenue. Does the Grammys have the same impact or is it just a nice trophy that goes on the shelf? I think that's been changing over the past few years. I think some artists are becoming more skeptical and some fans are becoming more skeptical of the Grammys because of some history you have with, for instance, last year, People thinking Beyonce should have won Album of the Year and then once again not winning. And I think that kind of makes people wonder how powerful the Grammys really should be. But that said, then you also have examples like like I've been talking about Victoria Monet, someone who earning all these Grammy nominations was a big breakout moment for her. And I think winning a few could really set her up for the next stage of her career. So it, it really depends. And how does it do for audiences? Because one of the things, you, you remember the discussion around the Golden Globes and Ricky Gervais hosting it and trying to make it edgier to draw in that, that global TV audience that was waning. Does the Grammys suffer the same way? Is it struggling to find a place in the world of streaming? This has been a question that the Grammys have been dealing with over the past few years. I think it was back in 2021, they made a big change in the way that they put together the show and decided that they were going to focus way more on contemporary artists and on having the music that is actually on the charts right now, rather than bringing out a lot of um, older musicians and legends in that way. And I think this year we see them striking more of a balance in the performers because that's who gets people to tune in at the end of the day. Um, So I think it'll be interesting to see how that plays out ratings wise, but it's definitely a question on their minds of how can they get and keep an audience. Yeah, because you can see it, you're right, in, in, in the range of performers, you, you mentioned um, Brandy um, and... Tracy Chapman, Indeed, yes. Tracy Chapman. Then you've got <laughs> Billy Joel covering off the, what, the late 80s and 90s, you've Joni Mitchell covering off the 60s, 70s, you've Billie Eilish, you've Travis Scott. It, I mean, if, if they had actually sat down and said, let us make sure that we have a significant artist for about every five years from 1962 through to today, they'd end up with that lineup. Yes, and then you even see things like them announcing that Taylor Swift is simply going to be in the building. She's not going to be performing, but in case Taylor Swift fans want a reason to tune in, they've said that she's going to be there. So that's even another play at them. You're kidding. Her draw draw is that big that the simple fact of her sitting in the audience of a television program brings viewers. I think people are excited to see if she's, how she's going to react to things or if that means she's going to win an award. 
That is some power, isn't it? Well, Justin, really appreciate your analysis. Um, and if we want to see it, is it, do you know what the, the streaming provision is where people can access it if they do want to stay up in the middle of the night? Yes, it's on, if you have Paramount Plus with Showtime, you need to have the, the premium version of Paramount Plus. Otherwise, you can stream it the next day on Paramount. Gotcha. So it's it's 1 a.m. Ireland time or, or streaming Paramount uh, thereafter recorded. Justin, thank you so much. That is Justin Carter, who uh, covers music, TV and celebrity news for Vulture. Thank you. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday. With Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine. On News Talk.